Hello and welcome to the RPG Academy podcast. My name is Michael and we're here today for a special bonus episode of the RPG Academy. We're doing our Gen Con recap. That is right. We have just returned very recently, a couple days ago, I think. Time flies when you're back from Gen Con. Uh, Gen Con 2022. And a couple of our crew were not able to make this episode. We've had it scheduled and then just life gets in the way. But I'm joined with three amazing people who are going to hang out with me for a little bit. Uh, The first of those is Jared. Jared, say hello to everyone. Hello. Now, you've been a part of the Academy family pretty much for the beginning, but you've always been more on the back half. You haven't done a lot of stuff on the air that we've done some. But so just very quickly tell people where they can find you if they do want to hang out with you on the Internet or anything like that. Uh, well, I mean, mainly Discord. I, it's not like I don't want to. I always want to. It's just usually the things that are happening occur while I'm doing other games or whatnot. But uh, um, yeah, I've uh, been here since the beginning. And uh, I, I love and respect the this this podcast and what it stands for. So I'm I'm always, you know, behind it. And, and I love you, too. Oh, and I left out respect for a reason. Hey, I didn't right. say I love you, but yes, I love you too. <laughs> hey, hey, Jared, real quick, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, at the other Jared one, I think. I don't tweet. I don't do the tweets that much, though. I'm. I don't do social media. That's the problem. I do Discord and Snapchat. And I would not recommend a Snapchat. Yeah, yeah I would not. I'm Snapchatting <laughs> this right now. Oh boy! All right, and then join us for the first time ever. We have Chris. Chris has been a big feature in my life because Chris is pretty much the reason I get to go to Gen Con every year. Yes. Um, Amen to Chris, that. Chris is a VIG. And if you're not aware that part of that process is that uh, they get first dibs at the housing. And Chris has always been kind enough to share uh, one of the rooms he's able to get that way with Brad. And Brad's obviously part of the show. And then I just kind of hitch my wagon to Brad. Uh, so I'm very excited to finally have you on the show. We have to hang out a lot this year, more so than in years past. So let's go ahead and say hello to everyone and tell us who you are, sir. Uh, hi, my name's Chris Neporty. Uh Like uh, Michael said, I have kind of been around the periphery for a while. Uh, I've known Brad for a long time. And since I like to help out my friends and I always have these extra rooms through the VIG and companion program, uh, I've always been happy to help out. I've been a constant attendee at uh, uh, a catacon as well. Uh, So I always get to see everyone up there. Uh, Like Jared, I really don't do much with a lot of the socials i'm on discord and uh my twitter handle is at mercury wolf 1985 uh but i really just use that to tweet at, like to for contests of various things. <laughs> have you ever won anything not yet okay well maybe today's the day and then rounding out our motley crew of cast of characters is another michael because you can never have too many this one is Michael from the Redemption Podcast, a dear close friend and one of my favorite people in the world. So, Michael, say hello, everyone. Oh, geez. How can I follow that kind of intro? Hi, everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am Michael. I am the Omega Michael. Our RPG Academy Michael is Michael Alpha. Uh, so, you know, I am the, uh, he is the beginning. I am the end. Um, <laughs> Ouch. Uh, you can find me again. I've been uh, part of the RPG Academy for mul- multiple years now. Um, and, it's been uh, just a, a high point in my life, in my gaming, 
And uh, these folks are a fine group of people, and I love getting a chance to see them and spend time with them and hang out with them anytime I can. And this year, we got to do that at Gen Con. We did. Um, so again, we're going to talk a lot about our Gen Con experiences. I'm going to have some sort of leading questions to talk about some some you know sections and sort of themes about things that happen. But feel free, everyone, if there's anything in particular that you think is noteworthy that you want to share, and, and I don't ask a specific question for it, just kind of jump in. Oh, uh, real quick, I uh, I did forget one thing, Michael. Uh, my social media presence, I actually do use social media. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, you can find me at, at most things at loser MLW. I know it's not the most uh, cute handle, but it's mine. I, that's how I got to know you. So it, uh-huh. it's important to me. Uh, but the first thing I want to talk a little bit about is the whole COVID situation. Because I don't think we could talk about Gen mm-hmm. Con without at least touching on that. So 2020, they canceled Gen Con. They had a virtual only. And then in 2021, they had a reduced Gen Con. Uh, they had a capped attendance in person. They ended up moving the dates. And as far as I'm aware, none of us were ever able to make it last year. This year, obviously, the COVID pandemic is still happening. It's still evolving in real time. But it seems like a lot of people, especially our governor government are kind of like over it at this point, because it's just as dangerous as it's always been. It really seems like we're contagious, at least. I do think that like actual deaths and hospitalizations have dropped, but, you know, contagious wise, it's still there. But we had, so we had a vax requirement. You couldn't show up unless you had a vaccination, positive vaccination status, and you had to wear your face mask at all times. So just in general, does anyone want to talk about that process, your feelings? I will say I was pleasantly surprised at how quick the vaccination verification line huh. went that we we went Wednesday pretty early and it was like instantaneous. You walked in, you walked out. I know it changed over the course yes. of the event and there were times where the line was so long. Yes. They actually told people you can't even get in line anymore. Yeah. We're gonna open the line back twice. Yeah. I again I got there when you did and I lost my wristband <laughs> three times. So I had to go through the line. Well, Luckily every time I went through it it was short. Three well, times, Jared? Three times. I've lost it three times. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so maybe a little better system for that uh, as far as like maybe a tattoo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like the, the it was, it seemed pretty secure, but every time I woke up, it was gone. So, I mean, it's, I blame myself. I mean, yes. The only people to be blamed here would be you. Yes, of course. But yes. I do agree, like maybe even something like a sticker that you can put on your badge so that like when you hold up your badge, it's like a little, you know, thumbs up or check mark or, you know, like a syringe or something that they could have done that would have been as well, easy. I mean, you can't get a, your a badge. Syringe. I don't, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm making up stuff as we go here. Well, you can't get work. your badge without it. So as long as yeah. you have your badge, I felt like I could just go through the line and get it, but that wasn't the case, but I understand people can sneak badges in. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Chris, Mike, uh, either of you, any, anything you just want to touch on about the Vax well, process or any masking? Uh, well, I will touch on a few things real quick. Uh, I actually was at Gen Con one day last year. Uh, oh, okay. I, I didn't get cool. to go up for the, full con because they had because they had switched the dates it conflicted with something else i had planned uh i just wouldn't have been able to take all that much time off work but i did go up on sunday and i know that in and of itself is not a normal day because the ticket itself only gets you in for like the dealer hall and uh by that point a lot of people have gone home but yes last year the attendance was 
a lot, lot lower than it had been in prior years. I had no problem making my way through the Taylor Hall. Uh, there were spaces and it was uh, a bit more open because a lot of the bigger companies also weren't there last year. Like Paizo, for example, did not have any presence at the show last year. And while they did return this year, you could tell some of their uh, presence had been cut down a little bit because they no longer had the full uh, Sagamore ballroom for their Pathfinder and Starfinder Society events. They shared the Sagamore with uh, Kill Team Live and uh, Starship Horizons, I want to say, was the uh, other big thing that they had kind of partitioned the hall off for. Like you, I went through the uh, Vax line really early. And I was like in and out in less than five minutes. Uh, this was probably about 11 o'clock on Wednesday. It was um, it, at the time that I did, it was almost as effective as it was at Origins, which again, I got to Origins fairly later in the day. By, the t- by that time, most people had moved through registration, but I went up to the table, showed my vaccination card. They gave me the wristband. I will say the wristband for Gen Con was a lot more durable than the one they gave at uh origins which was basically just like a little paper for me both survived the whole con without having to get a second one uh screwed you would have been in trouble jared oh yeah oh my gosh (laughs) uh (laughs) but uh, other than i mean i and again i heard about the uh kind of the fiasco later on in the day when it, it stretched around the building twice and they had kind of like cut it off because I was following it on the fans of Gen Con Facebook group. People were talking about it and I was reading all about it. And again, I, I can't even imagine like what they could have done differently. I'm, hopefully I'm sure they're talking about it. They're evaluating it. But my personal experience is that it was very well organized and very well run. I had absolutely no complaints from my experience. Again, that was different than a lot of other people's the timing I was able to get there and, you know, wearing a mask every day for four days kind of sucked. But I survived. The, the biggest thing I had is my ears were getting a little raw. The kind I use went around the ears rather than the head. And just the tops of my ears got a little raw. And like I was, I was mowing my yard yesterday, I had sunglasses on, and then that was like aggravating it. But I mean, for four days in, of Gen Con, it's like one of my favorite times of the year. I No problem. I will wear a mask next year. No problem if that need me to. I was going to say, yeah, I had no problem with it either. I mean, there were times like when I was having to stop and take breaks that I'd briefly remove it for like a minute, but then I'd put it right back on. Or if I was taking a drink, I would take it off and put it back on. Yeah. But that's it. I, I found myself going outside to instead of using the skywalks just so I could take the mask off because mm. it was like a face furnace. <laughs> um, but like in it, like I don't have a problem with wearing it inside the facilities with air conditioning, no problem. Uh, I'm not used to having that, so I'm a little turd when it comes to that. But like my only my only complaint would be is it's hard to hear people, but you know, yeah, that that is the probably and as, as someone who's hard of hearing, like I have a, a hearing here. aid on my left side, um, it does add a, a an extra level of complexity. But because I'm already hard of hearing, I generally like I, my good ear is my right ear. I usually get to my games early and I specifically set so that I can either, either the GM is directly in front of me so I can read their lips, which doesn't help as well with, with mass on, or I would set to right to their left. So they're next to my right ear and it was easier. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any specific issues, but it's something I, I make accommodations for myself around because it is an issue for me, you know, in general. I hit the vaccine line about 5 PM on Wednesday, uh, myself and one of the people I was rooming with. 
and we made it through the line in about a half hour at that time. Uh, we, when we got in the line, we literally walked around the building once and we were like, this is going to take absolutely forever. We're going to cancel our dinner plans. Like we'll be here till seven mm-hmm. 30. And sure enough, uh, you know, again, we kind of just fired through now again, I also heard that within like an hour and a half, they had shut the line down at least once, maybe twice. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, the only thing I can think that they could do differently would be to open up multiple stations right, for vaccination checking, mm-hmm. um, especially as the, the line grows longer. It might be helpful for them to have multiple places where people can check in. I understand that it's probably easiest for record keeping to have the single point of access for those wristbands, but... Um, I also know that uh, there were a number of vendors that had issues getting through the line because they couldn't get in to do their setup until they got their badges. Some of them didn't get in until later in the day. And like, so that was a, that was a point of pain as well for some people. There should have been an exhibitor line specifically for that. Or or maybe like set up a, you come here at this time sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I know that's kind of hard to do when you've got 60,000 people, but yeah. Um, yeah. the line creates an issue in itself, yeah. you know, you know, very smoothly ran. I'm yeah. I, again, my personal experience was very easy yeah. and I'm just very impressed and, and all that kind of good stuff. Um, the masking is as, as far as the masking goes. Um, again, I also had no issues with the mask over the four days. Uh, I, I purchased some N95s for the first time for Gen Con, the kind that go over and around your head instead of over your ears. And I can tell you that had I not had those masks, it would have been a completely different experience for me. Masks tend to really chafe my ears badly over a long period of time. And those N95s, A, they fit so much better that my glasses hardly ever fogged up, ever. Um, And then secondly, uh, again, with that around the head fit, it makes it a little more cumbersome to take off if you want to have a drink or eat, for example. But for the most part, uh, it was comfortable. It was... uh, you know, I, I second the face furnace. I also have some facial hair, Jared, and, you know, breathing into that facial hair just made it like a swamp in there. But I, I, uh, I have the smooth as a baby's butt on my face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that being said, I also, I was working the game room for Cobalt Press for the entire con. And one of the things that myself and a couple of my other, the people I was working the room with said was we were impressed at how everyone was masking and I had not heard a single word of complaint by anyone coming into or out of the room or through the course of playing the games, everyone seemed to be just doing the thing that was being asked of them. Even walking the vendor floor and walking the halls during the day, um, I rarely saw someone that was without a mask. Mm -hmm. Um, And that at least made me feel better about the situation that people were taking it seriously enough that they were wearing them, even though, you know, society as a whole has, has eschewed the mask, you know, within the last six months. Yeah, it was not Woodstock '99. <laughs> no, it was not. It was, it was again with as much with as with as do not uh, roll the brown d20s. Do not <laughs> roll the brown d20s. With as political as the masking and vaccine thing has been in the past, I was very happy to see that it was not an issue at the convention. Yeah, and I'm sure yes. there are pockets where it was. I'm sure but, there probably were. But yeah, in my experience, it was it was very well. Done. I know people that didn't attend because of the masking and vaccine regulations, but that's their choice. Yep, again, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so with that out of the way, I want to talk about the fun stuff. So it's kind of a tradition. We, we do this every year. It's, it's actually a Michael Franke, another Michael of uh, the RPG Academy fame. It, it's sort of his thing we always do when we drive home. 
we always talk about like, you know, what was your favorite event? What was your favorite meal? Um, you know, what do you want to do differently? What would you, what would you change to make it better? So we try to really focus on the positives, but we also talk about what could we do that will make next year even better. So I guess I'll kind of hit it like a two or three question prompt. I'll start with you, Jared. Favorite event, favorite moment, if it's not tied to an event, and anything you'll do differently next year to try to make it an even better experience. Well, I mean, the Midnight Zombie game is always going to be the highlight. Uh, it's it's tough to describe, but it's a bunch of alcoholics like me getting together <laughs> and doing what we do and having a blast. And, you know, not we're not hurting anybody. I, I, so I actually need you to describe this for me because you've taught, I've heard you talk about it, but I've never actually, I don't know what this is. You, it's a game or is it like, what is it? It is. Okay. So the first year I went, this is the reason why I came back. Cause the first year I went, all the other events weren't that convincing, but this one brought me back. And then the next year, you know, other things brought me back, but this is like, if it wasn't for this event, the first year I may not have came back. So with that being said, it is a, uh, a a game where every table is pit up against all the other tables, and we are trying to survive this zombie apocalypse, and there is alcohol involved, so we're like 13-year-olds, gee, but uh, we're, we're making jokes and stuff, and we're trying to survive this. We were, this year, we were the Kung Fu Karens. Uh, we, we... Uh, I, I don't know what, what restrictions I have on this podcast. It, so it's, I think it's sort of like the matrix, Michael. I think you kind of have to experience it. I don't know that you can be told what the zombie yeah, is. Yeah. You can't really right. be told, but it is you, basically you're against each other and you're trying to beat other teams. You're making allies with other tables and it's just a lot of fun. And, and ever, at the end, everybody's all like high fiving and having fun and we're all, you know, happy go lucky, and it's just yeah. great. So I've never been either, but I've been a, I've been adjacent to it multiple times. Essentially, it's a big room, multiple tables. There's like 50, 60 players at a time. Each table creates their own persona as a table. They are this group. So again, yeah, or this group person, food, yeah. parents this year, um, and it's just a very, very heavy role play intense event that involves drinking, heavily okay. drinking, All heavily right. drinking. Yes, yes. Um, so so that's if obviously... someone if someone wasn't necessarily inclined to drink, this wouldn't necessarily be the event for them. Yes, we actually had one of the tables leave. Um, uh, it is very absurd. It is very adult, and it is very full of drunk people. So if that's not your okay. stick, you know, it's probably not your thing. But if it is, it is. But it, holy crap, is it not fun? It is a blast. All right, so that's obviously your favorite event. Any any other favorite moments? Well, obviously hanging out with you guys, uh, playing yeah. the games awesome. at night. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, you specifically, of course. Oh yeah, yes. Uh, but uh, you know, the you know hanging out with you, the the Michaels, and you know, Chris. <laughs> when when I could show up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually got to like know Chris a little bit more this year, which was cool because I've always wanted to shake his hand. I've always wanted to to know him because he's been, you know, like the whole reason why I've done Gen Con and I actually got to do some things with him. So I was really happy about that. Really. It was actually one of the highlights. One of the major highlights of this Gen Con was being able to hang out with you, Chris, um, and getting to know you and, uh, just like all these games we played and your corny dad jokes and everything. <laughs> like it was all great. Just <laughs> having time with you guys was amazing. And 
All right. So then any due difference, anything that you'll do differently next year to try to make it even better experience? I feel like we, I would probably bring more games. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I think my schedule was pretty good. I feel like I, I allotted a lot of time at night for us to hang out. So I, I think one thing we should do next year, there's a, there's an app that I'm in with my family. It's called life 360. I'm sure there's other versions of it, but essentially it allows us to see each other's cell phones so we can see like what their battery life is and we can physically track them. Cause we had a little issue with Jared this time. Okay. So, so Jared goes to this midnight drinking game, right? And, <laughs> oh yeah. And so I, I crashed hard on Saturday. I was so tired. I wasn't feeling good. So I went to bed super early on Saturday and then I woke up at 5 AM and Jared had not come back to the room yet. So I send Jared a text. I said, Jared, where are you? And Jared replies, are you okay? And I said, yes, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Where are you? I had no idea what time it was. I thought it was like 1 a.m. Was the text in all caps, Michael? (sighs) Pretty much. It it was very much a, I'm checking on you, dude. Like, you're the one that's not home at 5 a.m. Turns out he was being a very good person trying to help someone else who was in 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 distress. So he was absolutely being Jared to a T. But it was also like, I really wish I could have tracked his cell phone at that moment to make sure he wasn't like, you know, in in Yeah, I literally had to carry this guy who was super drunk to his car. I got in the car. They drove to their hotel got him into his room with his friend, put the CPAP on, and then his friend drove me back. And, um, like, his friend was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how I would have done this without you. It's like, it's all right, man. We've all been there. I'm just I'm just glad Jared didn't wake up in a bathtub with no kidneys. Like, I don't know yeah. that I would have got into a stranger's car, whatever. But, again, Jared was being Jared. Jared's a super nice, caring, loving person, almost to his detriment at times. Yes, but I was yes. I was worried about him. All right, so we'll go Thank to you, you Chris. That. So again, favorite event, favorite moment, if it's not tied to an event, anything you might do differently to try to make it an even better experience. Favorite event overall uh, for me is always going to be uh, Hickman's Killer Breakfast. Uh, this was the first time it was back at Gen Con from, I think the, the 50th anniversary was the last time that he was there. And for anyone who's never done it, what it is is that it's always in the 500 ballroom of the ICC, which is one of the bigger uh, ballrooms where they hold a lot of the media events. And uh, you can either get in the line to go up on stage and play, or you can watch from the audience. I've always been more of an audience watcher. Uh, and it's essentially how long your character will live with Tracy Hickman running it. And it's a whole big production uh they have audience participation games they have uh some parodies that they do uh that are written by tracy uh his wife laura and i know they're one of their children tasha has written a number of them as well uh and like one year uh all the songs were themed around phantom of the opera this year they kind of had a uh several based around the greatest show and uh, a few others that kind of they had used in prior years. And the whole thing is about being as entertaining as possible. And it's always a huge highlight of the show itself uh, for me to go and do that. Uh, Favorite moment, uh, again, this is tied to Tracy Hickman. They had uh, uh, an unboxing of the newest Dragonlance novel that... uh, 
he and Margaret Weiss have written. And just that whole panel was uh, a delight. And of course, yeah, getting to spend more time uh, playing games with you guys. Uh, in the past, I tend to either volunteer for uh, jamming, like I've jammed for Paizo uh, in the past, or I tend to overload with so many events that I pretty much never see anyone yep. other than going back. And this year, while I did sign up for a number of events, I had enough breaks in my schedule that just sitting there and actually spending more time with everyone, playing more games with everyone was... Uh, a, like it was a much more fun experience or made Jen kind of much more fun experience. Yeah. Uh, favorite meal that Jordana's pizza we had. Mm. <laughs> and maybe it was because I was so hungry that I hadn't eaten much the rest of the day. It just tasted so much better. <laughs> yeah. That, that was on my uh, do, uh, do again list is we're definitely ordering that pizza again. Yes. That was yeah. Nom, 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 nom. In terms of anything I would do to, uh, make it better is I probably might further reduce like the number of events I do because uh, again you I, I know a lot of people they say how do I want to say this uh, they say not to overload yourself and I've said that too uh, and it's more of a do as I say not as I do kind of thing because yep. I really sometimes tend to because I find all these events that sound so cool but at the same point, then it just becomes almost a detriment at times because I'll find myself through no fault of the GM just being so exhausted from one, having to get place to place as well as just the sheer amount of activity that sometimes I find it hard a little bit to stay awake at times. Yeah. And it just because of the exhaustion and the dehydration and, you know, as much as you try and stay hydrated, like, Indy in the in August is not exactly the uh, the epitome of cool weather. Yeah, no, it is. It can be absolutely miserable. Um, and when you're getting so, seventeen to twenty one thousand steps a day, it's exhausting. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, so I'm going to jump in here with what John had to say. So John um, was also someone I'd never met before. I guess he he's part of Chris and Brad's home gaming group. You've known each other for a while, but his work schedule is really hard and difficult and he's not been able to come but this year he made it and i i loved meeting the guy he's absolutely a, yeah. one of my favorite people now i want to hang out with him more great guy and um so he wasn't able to be on the show tonight but he sent me a list of just some things he would have said um he loved jen guys his first time ever absolutely loved it we'll be going back his favorite parts were just sitting at the hotel with us in the evenings playing games. His favorite event, he said it was a tie between Scooby-Doo Dread, which he was, which is a, a thing I run every year. And I told him story when it, <laughs> yep. Sorry. Uh, he also got to play in an Iron Kingdoms game with both Chris and Brad with one of the designers of the system as the GM. And so he put that in the top of his list as well. So I'm going to jump to Michael next. So you had a different experience than, than the rest of us because you actually came as a volunteer with the Cobalt Press Group. Yeah. And you had a lot of sort of work requirements that is what allowed you to get your, your lodging and your badge paid for. So yeah. your time was not your own as much as it was for everyone else. I'm really interested to hear how that went. Would you do it again? Yeah. Would you Would you suggest other people use this as an avenue? Like, how did you feel about that process? So I, I absolutely loved it. Um, it was, as I've told my wife, she asked me, she said, what did you think? Would you do it again? I said, it's not the con I envisioned. It was not the, the, the time 
the way I spent my time wasn't what I envisioned spending my time going. Initially, my plan for Gen Con was to go and meet people. And actually, I wasn't planning on really attending the con part of it much at all. Mm-hmm. I was going to try and meet up with people in the evening and like get together like we do to play games at the hotels and like use Gen Con as a springboard to meet and hang out with a bunch of people I haven't seen in a long time. Right. Um, obviously plans changed a friend uh, that works at Cobalt press and needed some assistance uh, in running their game room. And uh, I was having trouble finding a hotel room. So it just kind of worked out. Um, and that being said, I would absolutely do it again. Uh, it was a lot of fun to see the con from a different perspective. I've attended Gen Con. My first Gen Con was 1992 or three. Um, when I was still in high school. Um, and you know, I've been a handful of times since, and I've probably been maybe, I think this is maybe my sixth Gen Con, maybe, maybe seventh, but I think it's sixth. And that being said, this is the first time that I've ever seen it from this perspective. I've worked a booth before. I've actually had a booth on entrepreneur alley with a company I had in uh, 2016, and that working the floor was a totally different experience, like spending the entire con basically just selling and meeting and selling and shaking hands and demoing. That was a whole thing. Right. Working the game room was different because I was basically, uh, you know, for the most part, I was joking about it kind of like a room attendant. Like we'd welcome people in, we'd get them seated at their tables, make sure everybody had their character sheets. And, you know, once the GMs started their games, it was basically four hours to hang out. Mm-hmm. You know, and we would kind of, we'd go out and certainly take breaks, but for the most part, you know, I spent most of my day in the Cobalt Press game room, like helping them run their sessions or helping their sessions, you know, start and end smoothly, put it that way. And then of course, within the latter half of the first part of the first day, I also had developed a a sales spiel to get people going to the booth after they finished their (laughs) game. So that's just kind of part of who I am. That being said, it was a lot of fun um, to meet all the different people that Cobalt Press brought in to run games. Uh, lots of, so many, so many talented GMs were in that room. Everybody that came in seemed to have a very good time. There was a lot of cheering and clapping and, you know, laughter. And you know, there were some loud songs being sung by the bars at the table as part of some of the <laughs> adventures. And you know, uh, silly phrases were being uttered. There was a lot of movie quotes that were being used as like trigger or catch phrases or trigger phrases for spells. Mm. And the, the Cobalt Press group was overall just wonderful. Um, you know, the, the, the entire staff there was great. They treated me very fairly, especially as a volunteer, uh, somebody who's not directly affiliated with Cobalt Press, not, not employed by them. Uh, they made me feel like I was part of their team. And that, that was a, that was a really special. Um, as far as Gen Con itself goes, I got to play one demo uh, for Everdell, which I then immediately purchased nice. because <laughs> it was so much fun. Um, I did get to spend an, a bit of time in the mornings, like walking the vendor hall. I mean, when Jared talks about 19,000 to 22,000 steps, he's not kidding. Oh no. You know? Oh yeah. So many steps. So I mean, steps. that makes up for how poorly I was eating the whole time. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> really I burned off a lot more calories than I anticipated. Uh, but I would definitely do it again uh, in a heartbeat. I would recommend if you have, if you know people that are in the industry and 
you know people that have booths or rooms like this, game rooms or common rooms, or if Gen Con is looking for volunteers, uh, it's a great way to experience the convention from a little bit of a different standpoint. My only real regret is I did not get to spend as much time with people as I intended because of the schedule. Uh, I was working the afternoon to evening shift. So when I got out of the game room, oftentimes people were wrapping up their nights. Uh, You know, I'd get out at 11 or 12. And as, as you guys can attest, I met you at your hotel to play some games. I literally got there was like, I can play for a little bit, but I'm ordering a pizza that's being delivered here. And when that pizza gets delivered and I eat, I'm leaving. Like (laughs) that's, I, I love you guys, but I, I got to get some sleep. Luckily, the pizza took like three hours to get there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And on the plus side, so funny story real quick about that. I ordered that pizza, Domino. It took, I ordered a Domino's pizza at 11.45 p.m. It came at 12.50, just about. And then I got a coupon for 50% off because they, you know, took so long yeah. with the delivery, which yeah. was, I mean, hey, okay, thanks, Domino's. So literally the next night, I had to use that coupon because- Myself and my, the person I was working with at the press room, we closed, or the game room, we closed the room down. It was 1130. And she was like, what did you do for dinner the other night? Because there's nothing to order. I was like, well, um, Domino's, <laughs> but it's 1135 and you need to order that pizza right now. I have a 50% off coupon if you'd like to use it. So she did. She ordered her pizza and she ordered her pizza at 1155 and her pizza got to us at about uh about one ten in the morning. Wow. Um, I mean, it, it's and, Gen Con and it's like, yeah. they're, if they're the yeah. one place uh, delivering, you, you understand. For yeah, sure. Yeah. For, yeah, no, no, I wasn't mad about it. But what was funny was that literally we got the pizza and five minutes later, I got another coupon. <laughs> <laughs> because we had to use my email address mm. because it yeah, was my yeah. coupon code. Yep. Uh, so I now so, have a 50% off Domino's coupon just sitting in my email yeah, waiting to be used it, sometime. Yeah. So what I'm you're saying is it. everybody's listening. Go to Gen Con, order your pizza at 1155. You'll get a free coupon. You'll get a coupon for 50% off coupon, your next yeah. order. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to wait two and hours for that pizza. It's not, 50% off, it's not 50% off your next pizza. It's 50, 50% off your next order. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, you, you, could def- so, you could definitely hold that against You can do some damage with that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I had a great time. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Um you know, with a little, I would, you know, hopefully the schedule is a little more flexible next time. They have more volunteers next time, but to experience the show from the backside or from not the back. <laughs> oh, Hey, Whoa. to experience the show from a different perspective uh, was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, and again, you did this with Cobalt Press and you yeah. know, there's lots of companies that do that. They yes, may be yes. different, but for yours, you got free lodging and a badge. So in this particular case, Cobalt Press did did take care of a room for me, and they did take care of my badge as a volunteer. Um, and I know that uh, for like they also, um, again, kindness out to Cobalt Press for being a volunteer. They also provided me with a free copy of one of their books. Oh, I was oh, able awesome. to I was able to go into the booth the booth and choose a hardcover to take with me. Wow. Um, which again, Cobalt Press's library is large and vast, and they have a, a wonderful selection of stuff to draw from. So, I probably I went down to the booth and I sat there for a half hour, just like agonizing over which book to take. Yeah, because I was there's at the so books much you had stuff. on display, and I was like, "Wow, yeah. these are all great." Yeah, yeah. the the stuff uh, it's great. I ended up picking Vault of Magic because one of the things that really sold me on it is there. Uh, I'm a little Cobalt Press, uh, I guess, uh, bump here, a little bit of a promo. 
the Vault of Magic book, uh, it's got almost a thousand new items that can be dropped into any 5e campaign. But what, what's really cool is they have a tree or they have a, a, a category of items and they're called fabled items, which are meant to grow with your character. So they are designed to be given awesome. to you at a low level and you are to level them and they grow with you as your character yeah, experience I, gets general, higher. I love those. Awesome. Exactly. Awesome. And, uh, and there was a lot of creative stuff in that book. Um, a, a lot of creative ideas for items. And I think, uh, I think I'll get a lot of use out of it. So our worst case, it gives you an idea for something else. Like, no, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that was, a, again, a lot of fun. I got to meet a lot of great people. Uh, Cobalt press is a wonderful staff. And again, uh, I can't say enough good about Cobalt press. So, nice. if so you, and if you can volunteer, if you can find yourself in a position to volunteer for uh, another group or Cobalt press, uh, I, I highly recommend it. It was again, just seeing the administrative side of things, kind of the way the rooms worked. And I heard, I found out a lot more about how kind of the, the back end of like being someone who comes to Gen Con year after year works. And Chris, I'm sure, you know, uh, more than you need to know about how all that works, but kind of the way that the, the space and lodging and everything is kind of doled out. I learned a lot on the back end this year too. So if I could brag on you for a second. Uh, so I remember walking into that room and, and having this sense of respect for you and the person you were working with, the amount of work you guys put in, clearing off the tables, putting down the character sheets and all this. Like, I never even thought about that when I was in a game. I just always thought the GM did it, you know? So things like that, having some people in the background who are volunteering their time for hours to do that is is extremely respectable and you know bravo to you guys for putting in that time so that everybody could have fun thank you jared i appreciate it. well and again it was fun for us too you know we um much like any small experience like that like it started off kind of the room the people in the room the dms and and, and us as well the the attendants were kind of you know solitary people kind of getting their tables together and and by the end of it like every time we had a new group coming in I was like going game faces everybody and like the room would light up and we'd awesome. chatter a bit you know so the room it took it took you know four days for the room to warm up but <laughs> um, you know by the end of it we were all kind of chattering the GMs were all talking amongst each other it was kind of you watch a little community form in that room because you're spending so much time together every day you you become the hype man. You guys gave up <laughs> half, if not more, of your Gen Con for this. So, right. And, and that know. was the thing I wanted to Thank ask. And again, this isn't about, you know, Cobalt, but just in that yeah, in general, yeah. did you find it to be a value experience where you did have so much of your time that was not yours, but in exchange, you got a free hotel and you got a badge? And that's why, again, I mean, for some people, that's a great so, proposition. For others, maybe not. I was just curious about your, your decision. For sure. For sure. Um, from a value proposition, right? My, my time, what, what is my time worth? And what was my experience worth? Right. Yep. Um, for me, I live within a short drive of Indianapolis, you know, a few hours. Um, so the negating the cost of the room and the hassle of finding a room and the cost of the badge, it was certainly a benefit to me as someone who wanted to attend the convention. Now, Again, it wasn't the it, the convention experience I had intended for myself, but you know, certainly it turned into something that I you know quickly turned into something that I found very valuable. Um, as somebody who you know, in my time, and, and Michael, you guys know this, and, and and Jared and Chris probably as well. I mean, I'm of somebody who does. I I like to do voice acting. I play on streams. I play on podcasts. I have our we have our own podcasts and streams that I'm a part of. You know. So I got to meet people 
that, uh, you know, kind of in the industry that do these things as well and are part of these things. So that was, there was a value there. Mm. Uh, certainly the value of working for an established organization and kind of at least getting to know some of the people involved, um, there's a benefit there as well. So I looked at this kind of as a networking experience as, as much as I did, yeah. you know, an experience, a, a way to be able to, to experience Gen Con from a different way. And Cobalt Press, no, no. I mean, that's a great company. Yeah, certainly. It's no yes, small potatoes. So I mean, awesome. Cobalt Press put out the first, the first published 5e supplement, you know, um, so you that's, uh, that's, that's pretty big. So that's my, my experience was quite different, but I, again, I found it, you know, I think the value proposition for me worked out perfectly well. And now if I was somebody who had to fly in, that would have been maybe a different story. It may have, it may have impacted things, but I mean, again, um, I think uh, I got taken care of as a volunteer, which was uh, a big deal to me. They seem to value my time. Like they, they actually put value to my time and that was, that was helpful as a volunteer. It was good to see as a volunteer. Awesome. So I know Ryan, who often comes, uh, he has a similar thing he does with uh, one of the local groups that runs games. So he GMs games in exchange for a badge and for the hotel. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, there's a work thing with the like time off request and seniority. He actually ended up getting bumped and wasn't able to come. But that's how he often comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one I will of, say, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say one of the other uh, pre- people I know through our Star Wars podcast, um, they were there actually running games for Asmodee or Asmodee, however you pronounce it. I never I really know. get it right. Uh, they were running Star Wars games for Asmodee. Uh, also, they're volunteering for them. Um, I ran into them and got to talk to them a little bit. They came up, <laughs> on, and as Michael and Jared can attest, in most of my time, I couldn't get away from the room. So I was qu- often qu- saying, hey, you know, you know, I have to bring, I start a game at 10, or I start a game at, at, at 7, or I start a game at 2. Uh, you know, come on up shortly after two and we can hang out for a while. Like we can sit in the room and we can chat and we can mm-hmm. visit and we can play games even, but I just, I kind of got to be here. So right, right. <laughs> uh, lots of people yeah. that I did get to see actually came up to the room to visit me, which was also very nice. Yeah. We, we spent some time there as well. Mm-hmm. You yeah. did. And I was give, I was giving out a catacomb dice. You were, um, it was hilarious. <laughs> so I do want to say that I missed Rocky uh, quite a bit. Rocky mm-hmm. changes yeah. Good old Rocky. Gen Con just by his sheer presence. He, he is that person who will go into the dealer hall and stop at every single booth, try every single game, learn the rules, buy the game, and then come back to the hotel and teach us the games that he bought. So that was a whole experience missing this year was the Rocky experience. Uh, so hopefully next year it'll line up and he can go again. And then previous previous cons passed Nick, but he's been away yeah. for a while, but. Family situation is pulled in. Yeah, of course. Uh, but as for me, pretty quickly, again, it's the same thing every year. I have all these games I'm excited about playing. They were quite fine. I had some that were good. I had a couple that were not as good as I had hoped. But without a doubt, the, the events I enjoyed the most were the ones that I ran. The Scooby-Doo <laughs> ga- Dread game that I ran was one of the best experiences of that game. And that is absolutely, it's been a highlight almost every time. And then John oh. got to play in it. So you have to have four people for that game. It only works if there's four people. And usually what I find is that four people who know each other sign up. Like almost, almost every time I've ran it, other than a catacomb, which is a little bit more of a small venue pick, you know, it can be like more of a pickup game. It's usually four people who know each other show up. Well, this time I could tell looking at the names that there were three people that were related and then one other person and three, the three people showed up and the other one didn't. 
And again, I can't make it work with three people. I can't, it's just, the game does not work unless you have all the Scooby gang there. And so I called Brad at first. I'm like, hey, Brad, I may be down one. Would you mind heading this way? And if that person doesn't show up, you can jump in because I didn't want to wait 10 minutes after and then call Brad and then he'll take 20 minutes to get there, right? And he's like, well, John's here and uh, you know, he loves Scooby-Doo. So long story short, John ended up coming over and taking the spot of the person who didn't show up and he <laughs> crushed it. He actually is a Scooby fan. He knew all the tropes. He was able to play his part great. And the other three people, absolutely too. Like, I, you know, John, because I know him a little bit now, but it was one of the best versions of that Scooby-Doo Dread game I've ever played. Absolutely had a blast. Really could not have asked for a better experience there. And then the panel that I run every year on, you know, how to get into DMing, some tips and tricks for just like beginner stuff. Uh, very well attended. I got some great questions at the end. I got some great comments from people. And I got my first ever personalized ticket. So even though it's a free event, people have to buy tickets or, you know, get tickets. And someone wrote me a little thank you note on the ticket. And so I didn't turn that one into Gen Con. I kept it. I'm going to put it up on, as Michael said, I'll put it on my vision board. But basically, it's just oh, a little yeah. memento of me, uh, you know, for me to keep. And, he was carrying it around. He was carrying it around in his yeah. badge holder. I just like so pulling proud. it out like, look at this. And they'd put it, I, he'd like tuck it lovingly back into the yeah. badge holder. It was so cute. Yes, Michael, we know, we know, we've seen it. Gosh. It's one of those things though that like, you know, I, I always question every year, should I do this? Does mm. anyone care? Is it valuable to anyone? And then when stuff like that happens, it's like, yes. You know, and again, I do it free. I probably could charge $2 a ticket and still get the same number of people. I could probably charge $5 a ticket. I'm not going to. I don't, if my podcast blows up and I'm, you know, a Matthew Mercer level celebrity. If I do that panel at Gen Con, it will be free, damn it. Cause that's what I believe. And I want more people to run games. I'm gonna it's make a it, good it's... sign of a GM. Like a, a good GM is one who's willing to learn and wants to learn and build and always become better and doesn't feel like they're, they've already learned it all. Yeah. And I know more now than I did sign. before. Yeah. I still got more to learn, but I, and that's I, great. So every one of those people, bravo to you, you know, so. And a couple of them have joined the discord now. So a couple of them liked obviously what I said. So that worked out very well as well. So those were my, my two favorite events. Um, Ian, no surprise. I love hanging out with you guys after hours. That's actually my do different as well. I say it every year, but this year I mean it, damn it. I'm going to not have as many events scheduled next year. So that after like seven o'clock, nothing on the schedule. And that's going to be hotel lobby game time. You folks, that's, that's what I'm going for hardcore this year. And one other thing I just want to mention, I'm, I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want to hurt any feelings if there's any chance someone's listening. But about five years ago, I played at a different convention, one of the worst games I ever had. It was, it was absolutely a terrible experience. And I'm, I'm sure I talked about it on the podcast at the time, just the things that this DM did that made the game not fun. Was I a part of that? No. Oh, okay. You, but you were a part this year. So we had an event <laughs> this year and we get to the table and it's the same DM and I'm walking up to the table and I start thinking, mm. I just keep walking and pretend like this isn't my table, but it was a game that I was playing that other people were in that I knew. And I figured, you know what, we can have fun even if the game isn't fun. And that game was still far from perfect, but that DM has improved their skills so much and just so much better than that first experience and i just want to you know congratulate them vaguely because hopefully they don't know what i'm talking about because i don't want her base feelings but absolutely (laughs) the five years between that game and this game a thousand percent improvement and it just made me actually really happy to know that 
that they have gotten better and that they're still trying. They're still working on just, you know, I mean, there's probably people played my games who thought it was the worst game. I'm not saying I am better than that, but I'm just happy that person stuck with it, still doing it and is getting better. And at this point, I would say that game was a solid B. You know, it wasn't my A plus game, but passable fun would play in their game again at this point. Like next year, if there's another event they're running that that fits my schedule and is a system I want or a thing, I wouldn't hesitate to sign up for them again, knowing it was them. And if you'd asked me before that game, like, Hey, this DM's running, would you play in the game? I would have said no in a heartbeat. So, Oh, wow. Great. Um, French onion soup guys, the, the, the oh my Weber gosh. grill French onion soup is amazing. Some of the best French. I had it every day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I had the French onion soup for lunch and we'll do again. Definitely. Uh, in that, in that again. Let me chime in real quick to say my favorite meal of the con. I forgot about that question. Uh, my favorite meal of the con was the one that I didn't have to order from a, I could actually sit down and eat <laughs> on a plate. Um, finally, Saturday night, I ate, I ate an actual dinner at the JW, the restaurant, the JW Marriott. Hey, that's yeah, the night we saw you. Yeah. That was the night. Yeah. We, I, we yeah. passed you coming out there. Uh, I walked in, I, I, I had only had to wait like 10 minutes for a table. And I actually got to eat food off a plate that someone prepared lovingly. Mm-hmm. I got drink refills and I didn't have to like eat it in a paper towel and rush somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. I mean, is, is it velocity, high velocity, maybe? high velocity. I think is a restaurant. Yep. It was, it was a, uh, what was it? It was a short rib grilled cheese sandwich. Mm. It was delicious. I couldn't, I barely ate half of it. It was, there was so much. Yeah, it was delicious. That was my favorite meal. And then, of course, sharing the pizza with you guys at the table, because even though that pizza was <laughs> the pizza was certainly not great, the company was. Yeah. And that uh, does make a difference. Yes. Uh, so at this point, I think we've covered most of it. I'll go around the table one more time. If there's just anything else you want to say, you know, we'd like to focus more on positives. But if there was something you want to talk about that maybe could have been better, that's fine. I, I real quick, does did anyone pick anything up at the convention that they were really excited about? Like any like buy anything like loot or you know, or swag or whatever you want to call it. Like what did you did anybody buy anything that they were really geeked so about? I'll I'll start here because that, that was one of my things that was not a great experience for me. Oh. Um there were two things that I wanted to buy that I could not find anyone selling at, at oh. the convention. Um, so I ended up having to order it off Amazon. And there was one thing that I was going to buy. And, and again, I, I understand Amazon's destroying the planet, but it's just so convenient and cheap sometimes. I do, you know, I do buy from Amazon. There was a game at the convention that the, the Gen Con sale price was $50 more than the Amazon price that weekend. Yep. So rather than buying it at the, the Gen Con, I, I ordered it off Amazon. It came in today. I have it. And I would have rather have given money to a vendor at Gen Con if it was $25 more. I would have done it, but 50 bucks. It was almost like, that was it, almost the price like was, like it was half off. Yeah. I just couldn't pull the trigger. And then I wanted to buy some more dice. There's a particular vendor. I really like, I really love their dice. They didn't have the color I wanted. So I ended up having to order that. I'd ordered off their website. So they got the sell, but I ordered two sets of metal dice from a company that they just didn't have the two colors I wanted in stock at the booth. Mm-hmm. I, they had, Multiple booths. I went to every one of them they had in the hall and not one of them had the color I was after. So I ended up buying more stuff off online and it's now showing up than I did at the Gen Con. So that was a little uh, bit of a weird thing for me. I'm curious. You played that Marvel dice game or whatever when I, uh, on Sunday, what did you think of that? 
So it's called Dice Throne. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a, it was a big Kickstarter a couple of years ago. I think it started as a fantasy game and now it's mm-hmm. branching out to various IPs. I had actually already bought it. So oh. I had it at home and had never played it before. <laughs> and so they were demoing it. So I walked up and did the demo. That's why they kept saying, you can buy it. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. It's not that I didn't want it. I already owned it. Um, but it's basically Battle Yahtzee with Marvel characters where you roll, uh, I think it's five dice, maybe it's six. And you're looking for symbols and numbers. You can make a straight, you can That's make patterns. And then those things activate certain abilities. So like five of the same thing is a really good power. Two and two is, is a little bit less. And it's all themed around the various characters. I was playing Thor uh, and the lady who was demoing it was playing Miles Morales, Spider-Man. And, you know, uh, you can activate special powers, though, like he was able or I'm sorry, she was able to combo me and hit me twice. And I was able to throw a Mjolnir and do like a ton of damage in one hit. It was fun. Now that I know how to play, I'm probably going to play with the boys. You can play it 1v1 or 2v1 or a three for all type of a thing. So it's it's definitely just going to something to hit my table. And it will definitely be at the faculty retreat in middle of September, Oxford, Ooh, Ohio. Awesome. Absolutely. I'm, uh, it, it did I, look I, interesting. I don't know. I just, you said battle Yahtzee and my, my eyes just lit up. So yeah, <laughs> it looked like, really battle cool. Yahtzee. Yeah, when she was like describing the game, I was standing there and I was like, this looks interesting, but my legs feel like jello. So I'm going to go sit outside. <laughs> that was the morning uh, after the night where he didn't show up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll go around the table. So we'll, we'll add Michael's question in. So if there's anything in the deal hall that you bought, uh, any particular swag items, or it could have been a free thing that you got, something you brought home that you, you were excited about, and or just anything else you want to add, we'll do it one more time around the table. Jared. I saw Stardew Valley, the board game. Thought that was interesting. Saw a lot of people buying it. And I was like, hey, how is this game? They're like, uh. They just were buying it without <laughs> playing it. Like, I asked like 10 people and none of them knew anything about the game. So, to be continued, um, I bought another version of the mine called The Game. I have to learn and I'm excited about. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually didn't. I get overwhelmed in crowds, so I, I kind of was in and out of the the hall and didn't actually get to buy all the things I wanted to, so I'm probably going to be the shortest here. But uh, a lot of good stuff uh, that I saw out there looked a lot of – there's pretty much a card game for everything or a duck theater for everything. So pick your favorite anime. There's a card game for it. But other than that, I yeah, I was I was a little bit disappointed that I didn't buy as many games as I did, so – well, actually, I'll, I'll throw in there. There were two games I almost bought that I didn't, and I'm still not sure how I feel about it. But I was I was trying to be more conservative this year. I was worried about how much money I was spending, so I kind of went in because uh. I, I usually go really overboard on Gen Con. It's pretty much like open season if I want to buy it and then I regret it later. So this year I went in thinking I need to be a little bit more cautious. And there were two mm-hmm. games that I almost bought and then I just didn't either one. Like I said, I'm I'm still on the fence on whether I should have or shouldn't. I'm sure eventually I'll get them anyways, but uh, not on my Gen Con tab. All right, Chris, what about you, sir? Just another positive real quick uh, is I got to play two uh, U2 Can Cthulhu Black Letter Qualifier events this year. Nice. And I got to say, I they were both really great. One, you, uh, one used a story that was themed around uh, Delta Green, uh, which is, uh, I guess, a conspiracy, like a modern government conspiracy theory meets the Cthulhu mythos. It's, it's like X-Files and, Cthulhu. Yeah, and the characters that we were playing were based on characters that they had used in their own home game. Mm. And uh, 
the first off the the production that goes into the U2 Can Cthulhu events are just absolutely amazing. Uh, I've done three black letter qualifiers. I enjoyed these two a lot more than I enjoyed the first one. Again, through no fault of their own, it was just the that first game. I think I played with them several weeks ago. Uh, I was in that really exhausted spot, and there were so many potential leads to follow in that. There was just no kind of clear thing. So I didn't quite enjoy it as much as I had hoped, but this one, uh, both of the two that I played this time uh, were just absolutely amazing, and I had a lot of fun with them. Uh, In terms of things I bought in the dealer hall, uh, I... Uh, I spent a lot more money this year than I have in previous years. Uh, <laughs> we switched I bodies. Am... It was Freaky Friday situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I picked up uh, Renegade Studios, My Father's Work. I'm really excited about that one. Uh, I do hope to get to play it at some point. Uh, it's a, a basically you're a mad scientist and you have one page of your father's journal and apparently the game itself takes place over three generations and you're trying to complete my your father's work and you could raise the ire of the villagers and all, all kinds of interesting things it was apparently a kickstarter a couple like a year or so ago uh but i had never heard of it until uh just recently and what i'm hearing chris is that you should run that at a table at a catacomb that's what i'm hearing yeah. I very well might. That's what I heard. Because <laughs> uh, that might be something fun to do is put that in as an event to run at a catacomb. I picked up several sets of uh, liquid core dice from metallic dice games, which I really like. Uh, They're they... not a sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> they are very shiny and they are easy to read, which I think is one of the best parts about them is that the numbers are easy to read they don't and uh picked up some uh Ravensburger games uh because i'm always a fan of their various stuff they do a lot of the villainous of disney villainous now they debuted star wars villainous but i didn't pick that up uh at this particular con uh and then i i didn't buy this because i saw it on the very last day and I almost did, but I just couldn't justify the price. Uh, I had walked by Level Up Dice, their booth, which was kind of near the back of the hall. And they are working on like, a, it's a, they were selling it at the show, but it's listed as like a pre-order item on their website. They call it like the, the attache and it's several modular parts. Uh, put together like that all kind of fit together and it's almost like a traveling uh gm screen kind of thing but it could also work as like a a like a deck box because there's a tower that uh and it's all cnc created these different parts can fit in there like you could put a dice tower you could put a deck box and around the front of it uh this thing wraps around it and it's all held together with magnets and the part that wraps around it is the GM screen. And I'm doing a terrible job describing this because I <laughs> just not, uh, all I can say is you can go to their website and look at the pictures of it. Uh, and the pictures. So Chris, I don't know if you can hear me. You're roboting out so bad. I don't think yeah. any of that's going to come through. Sorry, yeah, I, 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 I heard my internet or yours, but I'm not hearing anything. No, yeah, it's I, the same here. 
we heard that you got to level up dice, but I, the descriptions of the items were were kind of lost in the funk. I don't know if there's anything we can do about it. I'm sorry. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, sorry about that. I, uh, well, it's not I, I went over on my time, so I'll pass. I went over, I went over on my time. I'll, I'll try a, to edit around that as best I can. I mean, it's not an acceptance speech. I think we're okay. Yeah. Play him <laughs> off. All right, Mike, bring us home here. Or sorry, say, Michael, bring us home here. Um, so for me, I didn't, I spent a little more than I intended to, I think, but I got really on a, the um, the track of, buying games that let you play as critters and not people because i'm with the last couple of years i'm kind of tired of people mm. in in general you know uh playing people uh, so i picked up everdell the game i demoed because that was a lot of fun i'm not a big usually a big fan of like euro resource management type of games but something about the combination of the art and the play style for the game kind of sold me on it um so i got that i picked up uh the uh, due to one of my roommates buying this set, showing me the night before and gaining, getting me all excited about it. I went out and picked up the Humblewood campaign set, mm. uh, the box set for that. Got the last one at the booth. Uh, that was nice. That was fortuitous timing. Yeah. Uh, picked up a number of candles from uh, Ad- Epic Adventure Candle Company. They're based out of Indiana. Uh, they don't really have a Twitter presence, but they will be at a catacon. Ooh. They will be there uh, and they will be, their candles will be available. The candles are amazing, uh, amazing, huge selection and they, a lot of great smells, interesting smells, a lot of great room smells. If you want to like make a, create a, an ambiance or create a feeling in a room while you're playing a game, there's a lot of great candles for that. Um, and then I think the last thing I picked up that I was really kind of excited about was uh, I got the Root Quick Start Kit. Mm. for the root rpg Mm. now i didn't oh the rpg i meant to i was trying to buy the rpg but i didn't get to do that until uh sunday morning and it turns out it sounded like they sold out of the books like thursday evening have you played the rpg for root i have not i've played the board game and i thought the board game interested me enough that i thought the rpg would be an interesting an interesting take uh, after I chatted up the the person at the at the Magpie booth a little, and, and they could tell I was disappointed uh, that they didn't have the book. Uh, she just kind of yeah. like reached out to the counter. She's like, "Why don't you just take the quick start?" And you know, if you like it, come back and get the you know, I was gonna say, the book I the online. Quick start, I could send you. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, I have it. I have it. And then also along the same uh, metallic dice games, uh, I picked up a set of their silicone dice, and I only bought them because. Uh, the the person I was working at in the game room with had got a set gifted to them while they were at the con and they brought them out and they rolled them on the table. I was like, those seem interesting. And I picked one up and I like, I'm like, it's got the texture of a, it's got no, no kidding. The texture of a super ball from like the gumball mm. machines when we were kids, that's the texture of it. But when you roll it, they don't bounce a lot. They, they have a little bit of give if you squeeze them, but they have a good solid feel. They got a decent weight and they're really easy to read. So I was like, sold i'll go buy i'll buy a set of those nice so they're quiet yeah they're quiet too awesome since, since we're just you know saying things uh that's the same dice vendor that i love that they didn't have my color so i don't yeah order i i thought so because from, you said well, multiple booths them. and i was like yeah they had three free booths i had every one of booths. them i, I had to go to two I, I had to go to two to get the silicon dice because they were they were so popular yeah maybe they can come to a catacomb probably not maybe All you right. never know cool. you know reach out 
Yeah, maybe they can. Have, maybe they can Thursday. have three booths set a catacomb. Yeah, go there on Thursday morning <laughs> they have, next time. Jeez. They can have that corner, that corner, and, and that corner. Yeah. Well, Jim, and thank you so much for giving me a little bit of your time tonight. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Gen Con to me is like my Christmas. It is absolutely one of my favorite times of the year. I look forward to it so much. I'm so glad I got to go back this year after having to miss two years in a row. And as much as Gen Con is a big part of my life, it's you people that make it what it is if it wasn't for Jared and for Chris and for Michael and the other Aww. Michael. And I think there's even another Michael and then a John this year and a Rocky and a Nick when he comes. Uh, and Brad, Michael. And another Michael. Yes. Yeah. Um, like it wouldn't be the same if I went by myself. I don't think I would enjoy it nearly as much. So thank you for being a part of my life. Thank you for being a part of my Gen Con. I absolutely cannot wait to do it again with you next year. And then I would be remiss if I didn't at least say that today is the day that the Academy Kickstarter went live, the small convention that we all run together. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening because I was signing up for the Academy. We have had a fantastic first day. We're five hours in and we're already over 50% funded. I am blown away by that. It's, we still got a long way to go. Our goal is pretty high this year, Mm -hmm. but but day one, I could not be more ecstatic. So thank you to everyone who has already supported us. If you're listening to this and you can come to Dayton, Ohio, November, we would love to see you there. But even if you can't. It's not as bad as it sounds. It's better than it sounds, actually. I mean, Dayton, Ohio, in November. alone uh, is worth going. I'm just hey, saying Dayton, no Ohio, in place November. place in America than Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. But like a three, five dollar donation, if you can't come, just, uh-huh. you know, a couple bucks our way, that absolutely will add up and will make a difference. So, all right. So with that, we're going to say thank you again. Everybody have a great night and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Love, peace. Bye. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize. But there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.